Welcome back to another episode of the Wrist Cheese Radio Podcast, your home for horological hot takes, taboo topics, and often unpopular watch opinions. I'm your host, Brodinky. With me back in the saddle is none other than Mr. Schmidt. Schmitty, what's going on there, boss? That's a hell of an introduction, and I'll take it. Um, but it's good, man. Everything is good with me. Uh, fresh off the holiday season. Everyone is sick in my house except for myself, so I've been battling with that. Um, Christmas decorations are still not put away because of that. Uh, but here we are. We're winning. Uh, we're in the new year, and uh, we're ready to rock it. So how are things with you, my big guy? Uh, excited to be back. It's been a, a little bit of a hiatus peppered a few episodes in here and there but had some time to put some thoughts together had some news had some you know not too many releases with the new year breaking and everything but we've got a few things uh aside from that uh i'd like to congratulate you i think we've just broke the 150k on the download threshold so a pat on the back no way yeah 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 wow and you were keeping this we were just talking no problem. You were just keeping the secret. No, uh, yeah, you know, got to keep keep it for the air. If I if I <laughs> if I gave it to you ahead of time, the surprise factor. Oh man, that's so amazing. Yeah. Well, congratulations back at you, big guy. That's amazing. Yep, yep. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, aside from that, yeah, I mean, um, it was a good break. Had uh, a, a few fun little watch tidbits here and there. Um, first of all, my well, my 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 son's in pre K, and. They do this thing now that they they definitely didn't do when we were kids because they didn't have camera phones. But there's this app and and they'll like send you pictures of what they're doing throughout the day. So and like, like the pa- only the parents can log into it. So it's like a thing for your pets. Like like those like pet cameras that people have. Like you can like zoom in with your dog. Like it's not it's not active photos. It's whatever the teacher posts. But like you can gotcha. you can ask them questions and stuff or whatever. But so today, got an overhead pic of my kid. <laughs> so he's, post on he's, wearing his, he's wearing his Timex Lizards watch. Great, <laughs> great, very proud, happy dad moment. And he's and he's got it all military style. He's got a, the dials inside the wrist. I was like, that's pretty sick. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a lefty. Sick. He's a lefty wearing it on the left. So that's that's interesting as well. Um, more power to him. Yeah, yeah. Another funny thing. I don't remember if I told this one on air or not, given it was such a weird month. But so I'm at a holiday party. It wasn't on Christmas or anything, but it was a, a holiday party. And one of my wife's cousins is a younger dude, kind of just graduated college, and he's looking for a wash. And so. Ooh around the way right people are like oh you should, you should talk to him you know he knows something or two he knows right? watches so, right so like i finally get the language this finally <laughs> comes out like as everybody's leaving obviously oh no so, so i'm like yeah yeah ryan uh, you know what's up he's like oh yeah i've already got something in mind like you know i'm like all right well let's see what heap of garbage he's gonna pull up right he, he starts going starts pulling it up seiko cocktail i was like ryan <laughs> you don't need my help it's like, you know what you're doing? Clearly, you're a man of taste. <laughs> did we just become this friend? I was like, dude. Yeah. <laughs> what a great option. I was like, wow. I was like, first pick, huh? That's that's something. It's not the not the classic cocktail with the with the fun dial. It's a a blue one with more of a matted dial on it. But still, I was like, hell of a pick for first go around, my friend. Yeah, for sure, man. That's such a beautiful watch. I have a buddy that has the 
Seiko cocktail old fashioned. Oh, very uh, nice. It's like a it's either like a rose gold plated case or a gold plated case, but it's got like the cocktail dial, but it's like this like dark brownish amber color. Dude, so clean. So good. And apparently they were kind of hard to get. There was only a few retailers in the US that carried them. They weren't like a Macy's special or anything like that. So like he had to like hunt it. He's like, I just, I don't care. He's like, I drink, I drink the old fashioned. So I was like, I want the, I want the, I want that watch. Yeah, nice. It's, nice. Uh, it's pretty snazzy, pretty snazzy. But yeah. good pick, dude. Very I mean, good pick. I was very proud. He's like, you don't even need the watch, Sherpa. Like, what are you doing yeah, there? Was, that's what I said. I was like, you don't need my help. So I, that so, was fun. that's too funny. That's too funny. Uh, yeah. Aside from that, um, I think it's. This month or next month, I got a little feature coming out in a magazine. I might have had I had to go get some photos taken for and shit. So Ooh. yeah, that was exciting. Is this for another or for a similar quarterly magazine? Similar, not the same. Okay. Similar. Even even more impressive. Yeah. So that's did you get neat. professional headshots and everything? Oh, they weren't headshots. They were they were full on lifestyle photos. Oh my gosh! No way! Wow! In Brooklyn, like on the streets. What does your wife know this? Oh yeah, she say? she thinks it's absurd. She's like, "Who the hell would want to take a picture of your dumbass?" <laughs> That's exactly what my wife would say. I I honestly believe though, no, no bullshit. I honestly believe if our wives, like, if we were in the same city, like, our wives would get along very well. Yeah, probably. They, like, they seem like they seem idiots. like kind of like the same person. <laughs> uh yeah aside from that um yeah not too much else you know just uh tracking down some fun stuff and are you on the decide, hunt for anything trying to decide what i'm gonna buy this year <laughs> are you on the hunt are you on the hunt um not particularly i did pick up a little fun fun something a little something recently what is that that's a uh it's a yellow version of the uh 38 mil seiko uh 100 meter guy um but that's a so that's, that's not a u.s that's no, not a US no, model right it was it was you know what happened i i really they keep dropping dial colors in ones that i wanted you know of the older models that you yeah. can't get or you have to find yeah. crappy versions of so i'm like ah, i guess i'll buy this so it was uh it was in collaboration with a retailer in japan called on time move i think and so uh yeah i had to buy it from japan but, yeah, I I think we had talked about this one before on a few episodes ago. It was on your radar. But yeah, it's cool. It's 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 a good color. I like it a lot. I I mean, I really really like this model in general. Like it just fits very very well. It's and it's yellow. Yeah, it's honestly perfect. Yeah, it is. It is bright, bright as yeah. Well. It, it it reminds me of the old. Um, it's a slightly different yellow, but it yeah. reminds me of the older like. Uh, the SKX, like the full yellow dial. That's what I mean. Like the, yeah. to hunt those down now, it's such a pain. You got to. And they're about expensive. Them. So exactly. expensive. So, you know, might as well go with the new one. Why and you not? like the small size anyway? I do. Let's, I like. Let's this, be honest. This mid-size. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's got the the Japanese day wheel. So, I'm hyped about that. There you go. And uh, yeah, that's kind of it. So, just uh, ready to saunter on here, get into a another another calendar year of Rishi's yes. Radio. Yes. Uh you know, where we can uh try to record here and there in between the busyness of life and everything. But um I guess we'll hop into the new things while we're on the topic of new. So we haven't dropped an episode in a 
few weeks given that we had to record one and then we had to push back and then i recorded yeah. one without you so i really didn't do the new stuff um i guess we'll start with timex and huckberry has a collaboration that they they often do collabs this one is a little different usually they they just put out like a quartz model or something this is an automatic it's titanium and it's 41 millimeters 200 meters water resistance and it's it's actually not terribly priced 375 for a titanium watch automatic yeah. movement like it's uh it's a field watch at least a field style watch it's it's got kind of your typical field look to it it's it's gray it's got a blue strap it's got some light blue loom on it um mm -hmm, i mm -hmm. i do like the the handset is a little more i guess masculine than i'm used to on watches like these typically they're pretty thin and kind of yeah flimsy like these look like they're very bold like they're they're very um practical pragmatic like they're supposed to be used for telling time i get you know huckberry is an outdoor brand so yeah sure sure and, and and correct me if i'm wrong i feel like this watch i feel like there was another version of it that came out previously there was but a, just a timex version i believe okay okay this is now the collab with huckberry right got it okay I but I know like, that they were both like limited productions. Like this one's a limited edition, as far yeah, as I understand. Yep. Okay. But yeah, no, they they so they do these once in a while, and they're you know, like I said, they're always kind of quartz. They're sort of like the beater. This one seems like it might just be a, a little bit more premium. I mean, obviously, a titanium case is a big deal. That's, yeah, that's not something you see sort of in this price range generally in the three seventy five range. So, I mean, I think it looks great. I mean, it's a it's a classic field watch, but obviously a little bit more masculine, as you mentioned, a little bit more modern. It's a you know a decent size and it's a decent price, and especially in titanium, like what's not to love about it? It's just gonna be the question, like, can you get your hands on it? These are probably watches that sell pretty quick. So, if it's out there, go grab it. Yeah, the photos are nice. They are nice. They look better I'm than the the actual render. I'm I'm pretty sure I know who took those photos. Oh, you don't say. <laughs> yeah, good buddy of mine probably took those photos. <laughs> Seems like you was the first one to post it. I'm like, okay, all right, all right. I'm on. To I you. see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> all right. While we are on Timex, Timex and Todd Snyder have teamed up again to deliver a Q model. It's a Q 1978. It's two tone, 37 millimeters barrel shaped case, day and date. And uh, yeah, it's it's a very stylish, neat little watch. Uh, they the description is kind of weird. They they're like, oh, this is the watch that, like when Bond comes out of the water and and the they're like an yeah, that, thing. that was his, weird. Yeah, his, his wetsuit and it's a tuxedo underneath. I'm like, all right, I don't really get that from this. But if you're trying to say it's reach. classy, I get it. Bit of a, <laughs> bit of a reach. No, definitely a reach. Uh, so if you're familiar with this 1978 model, they've already had a few of these. This one's a black dial. It's got sort of goldish accents. And then you have the, the two-tone case. The only thing I really don't like about it is I wish the end links were fitted to the case. Yeah, that was my only, that was my only criticism as well. But I think I know why. Because I was just thinking about this. Obviously, it's a very jarring thing, and in some cases, it can also be kind of period correct because a lot of the watches back then did this. Yeah, yeah. But you know, to me, this is a watch that, from a design standpoint, I would immediately take off the bracelet because it's probably going to leave a little bit to be desired. 
and put it on the strap. And I think that this is kind of one of those watches that just makes it easier to do that. No end links. You just pop it off, put it on the strap of your choice, and, and rock it. I just think it would be an overall better look. Now my question to you, given that it's two-tone, do you go silver buckle or gold buckle? Always silver buckle. I don't understand <laughs> this gold buckle weirdness. It's like it, it's only partly gold. <laughs> I mean, you agree with me, right? Like, I would probably go silver buckle. Yeah. Like I, I've known guys that um, that uh, you know, like a two tone, like a three hundred meter, like yeah. a current Omega two tone. I know people that have bought a gold buckle for it, like a solid gold Omega buckle, which is like seven or eight hundred dollars, a pin buckle, mind you. It's like why? Well, because it's two tone, and I want to balance. I'm like, yeah, but nobody's looking at the bottom of your wrist. Like it, like when they sell the normal two tone model, it comes on the steel buckle for a reason because that's the way it's supposed to look. I know it's weird to me, but they do it. Yeah, and it, well, at least in that case, you're getting an identical match on the gold. That bothers me even more. Is trying oh, you're going to try yeah. to seek out a gold in the same shade <laughs> as the one you already have. Like, yeah, good luck on the internet. Like, yeah, no chance. <laughs> you're absolutely right. You know, it's funny. I have the same OCD about that. Like, if 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 materials or colors don't match, like the blacks are different, or like it will drive me nuts. It will drive me nuts. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Totally. <laughs> All right. Um, so while we were just on Seiko, we'll come back. They are putting out a whole bunch of GMTs as of late. They released two LEs for Asia. These are in the 41 millimeter GMT format that we've seen. It's sort of the 5KX GMT that uh, we've. Yeah, I have one. Um, you know, they've mm -hmm. also released them in a yellow dial, orange dial. Uh, I have the black one. These ones are an ice style with a Batman bezel and nice. sort of a Bordeaux crimson dial with a Pepsi bezel. Yeah. I, I can't say I'm a gigantic fan of either one of them. Yeah. When you sent me the renderings, I was kind of like, ah, that's nice. But I'm just, it. it's a no for me. Like, it's just like. If I'm going to get one of the GMTs, I'm going to do something a little bit funkier. I'm going to go the orange dial. I'm going to go with some of the other variations that they come out with that are a little less of like the Pepsi colorway, the Batman colorway. These are just a, it's just a no go. The dials really throw them off for me. They don't feel so cohesive. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I mean, if you like it, like it and get it, whatever. But you know, this, this to me just doesn't feel like it's the right, the right color Pantone here. I certainly like the dark red dial better than the ice dial. Yeah. The only thing is I know that that bezel is going to be sort of shiny and reflective. Yep. Whereas if that was a matte, because the, the, it's a Pepsi look, but it might be gray. I can't tell. It's a bluish gray on top and then red on the bottom. If that was a matte color, I think that might be really nice in person. I just know it's not given that I have one. <laughs> so I yeah. know it's going to be very shiny and it's, it's just not going to work out the way I want it to. I also don't really love the choice of, colors on the gmt hands yeah i mean uh, I'll, like i could go with the gold on the red but then you got to change the bezel around like it just doesn't there's there's something that's very non-cohesive about this yeah this this is one of those like friday watches where they just kind of like slap something together because they're like oh crap we have this release that we got to do tomorrow like, like we got the parts bin <laughs> it's like exactly get, get out the prototype bin we're just gonna smack something together and call it a day and 
And this is, you know, unfortunately kind of what you get. So who cares? Did I eat? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We're only gonna make fifty of them, so it doesn't matter if it's hot, steamy garbage, you know, whatever. Yeah. And so. it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. All right. They're they're not great. I'm not I'm not not thrilled with them. However, these other ones, I don't believe we talked about these yet. Sega released three other GMTs as well. These yes. are um, you know, gut reaction. Most people said Explorer 2. I I understand. I get it. Um, but they they have sort of this a similar aesthetic to them. So you're getting there's a black dial, there's a white dial, it's for Japan only. That is the SBSC009. The black dial um metal uh silver case is gonna be SSK023, and then the blacked out case SSK025. So you're, you're getting uh, white dial, black dial, orange accents on the GMT mm-hmm, hand mm-hmm. and second hand. Fixed bezel. Fixed bezel. And it's sort of a field watch GMT look to it. Yeah. Uh, very sporty, very busy. I think they're pretty neat, though. Like, I, I could maybe mess with one of these. Yeah, I, I, I could, too. I mean, as as we've talked about before, we got the 1655 in service right now. Like, it's kind of giving me those vibes. Yeah. Especially, well, like, the, the, the classic version uh, with the black dial. I think for me though, if I was going to pick any one of these to make it not feel so much like a Rolex homage, I would go with the all black on the NATO. I can see that. I think that one is just cool enough. It's tactical enough. It looks different enough from what everything else is because the white and the black, one hundred percent, they're Explorer two vibes totally. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if you're going with the SSK zero two five. Um, that you're much more likely to feel okay pulling off without feeling like it's too derivative. And that one comes on a NATO. The yeah. others come on a five link. Correct. Which again is kind of like that five link is kind of like, okay, we're, it's not an oyster, but it's kind of close to a Jubilee style. You know what I mean? So I think if you want to really kind of get something cool, have the GMT, make it kind of a more militaristic field watch, I would go with the, with the NATO strap version. Yeah, and these are really nice. They're 39.4 millimeters. So nice size. 30 13.6. I mean, you're gonna have that when you when you're throwing a GMT or a complication like that. And especially yeah. when a watch is gonna be at the price point this is, it's not gonna be a, a super slim watch, but really not terrible. Yeah, just, the only thing that throws me off is the GMT hand itself. It's a weird shape. I don't like the shape at all. I, it's the one thing that kills me about it. I don't even know what you call that. It's like a fountain pen kind of. Yeah, but I mean, but isn't, like that like a, <laughs> isn't that like Isn't that kind of like the classic tip of a second hand from some of the, the Seiko divers? It looks like they blew it up. It, it isn't it like a. It looks like the, they call it like the like stoplight or something yeah, like that. that. That like shovel second or yeah. Yeah. Okay. It does okay, look okay. like that. Yeah. That's but usually that's what I thought immediately, and I was like, ah, I don't know if that works as well. Yeah. Usually there are two different colors on there too. So yeah. Which could have been interesting, but either way, um, yeah, I, I, I haven't, I don't have a final verdict on this yet, but I, I think, I think I like them. Yeah, and for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me keep uh, moving along here. Uh, I guess lastly we'll go with so the brand. I don't know if you're familiar with them. They're, I guess, technically a micro brand. Pollen. They are from yeah. Scotland. They actually just recently, I think, got bought out by Anordane. If I'm did correct. they really? I think they did. Who's also I mean, that Scottish. would make sense. They're <laughs> they're kind of like the same 
same style of watches. So they are very similar. Um, so for those not familiar, there's they make a lot of sort of mid-size watches, very sterile, very clean looks, usually some very vibrant colors on the dial, kind of matte finishes. Like I said, very clean. I've seen one in person before. Um, uh, buddy Fernando in Red Bar, New York has one. Shout out to Fernando, the homie. Nice. Um, nice. Yeah, so I've, uh, I've got to toy around with his before. I think he has a yellow one. Yeah, but they're, they're usually very clean. They're very neat, very classy. Um, this model is in conjunction with the Armory, who is founded by uh, Mark Cho, the the Hodinkee regular. For those of yeah. you who don't know, he's a menswear dude. And uh, this one's kind of an interesting dial because it's a Cali dial, but it's Romans on top, and then it's Hong Kong numerals yeah. on the bottom. Funky, man, funky. So very interesting. I mean, I'll say that much. And I think they come in a few colors. I've seen yellow and black. I think there's like a sky blue, a purple, and a black and gold. Yeah. Uh, all really nice. I mean, again, they're they very they're very good with color. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, I think I read that this brand was founded by three sisters. So that, that might give you a little more insight as to why they're very good stylistically. I mean, you know, typically women are a little more fashionable. <laughs> what, we are. what are you trying to say, bro? It's like men are just knuckle draggers. Dude, have you ever like everybody? Everybody I know has ever been like, dude, I could totally design a watch. I'll design a watch. I'll design, like you try it. You're like everything I put together looks like absolute crap. Like, <laughs> oh my god! That's so I, I have abandoned that front. I will never be one of those guys. Dude, I'm totally. I throw together watch my sleep. Yeah. Okay, buddy. <laughs> you know so. But, uh, no, but these, pretty, cool, these, pretty cool release. These watches are cool. I mean, even even their normal their normal stuff. And it, and again, if you guys are looking for something whimsical, maybe you're not going to get the 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 new collaboration here with the Armory. But even their normal run of the mill stock, um, it's cool. It's funky. It's very like '90s, like '80s vibes. Um, especially that kind of like transitional thing. And they do a lot of fun stuff with font and geometric shapes and colors that just make it really cool. So it feels very, very retro and reminiscent of things, but it's it still feels kind of its own thing. Um, and again, like you said, you know, now that they're affiliated with Anordain, it makes complete sense because yeah, totally. they're they're both on that side of the world and they're both kind of doing their own thing within the space. And I think that this is a this is a perfect example of this. Like their their version I that I've had my eye on for a while is their is their uh, uh, model C, which is the pink dial comes yeah, in like either yeah, the mechanical version or the quartz um it's it's very hot this would be this would be one of those companies i would love to do a wrist cheese watch with like oh yeah oh that this, would look really good with the purple. this yeah, yeah this would be sick so show yeah that'd be that would actually that's a good idea man <laughs> you know, next time I'm, we go to the microbrand shows maybe i have to float that out there it's like look can we just do like a two-piece run you can just tack it on to another production and we will just pay for them and we'll just do a a one of two and call it a day. <laughs> Gotta flex your connects, bro. That's we need, it. We need, uh, we need some I custom do. launches. That's right. All right. So like as I alluded to earlier, there has been a significant amount of news in the past few weeks. Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm, some mm -hmm. interesting, some good, some bad, some just kind of funny. 
uh, I think the big one for a lot of people, especially uh, vintage enthusiasts, Breitling now owns the rights to Universal Genève. Yep. Huge. Huge. I mean, I think every, I, this is one of those, what they used to have the meme, like everyone liked this. I think this is, everyone likes this. <laughs> I don't know anybody yeah. who's like, ah, garbage. You know, everybody's like, okay, we have some potential here. Right. Yeah. I think the increased popularity of the pole router over the past few years. I mean, it's an, it's a no brainer. There, there's, there's no question. It's a no brainer. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. My only apprehension about it and this is one thing that nobody else is talking about my only apprehension about it is they say that this will be brightlings now more expensive oh sister no brand. sister brand i don't need that that was what i caught and everything in the press release indicated that this is going to be a higher tiered brand over brightling they weren't going to be Damn. like competitors in price point Brightling was going to be at one price segment, and then Universal Genève will be at the higher end price bracket. I was so hoping, I don't, yeah, I was yeah. hoping it would be a little more spread out. I mean, listen, if they bring back a lot of the complicated stuff, the tri-compacts and all, yeah, that's going to be expensive. But I was hoping maybe you get some of their time only or I mean, I, I, I'm sure there's watches. going to be some stuff that's going to cross. Like if you do a, a new pole router, yeah, like it's going to have to be within that. I would imagine five to seven thousand dollar price point. See, I was hoping I would. I would think you try to run that up against the Black Bay. I just don't know to, if they're. I just don't know if they're going to go that in micro. And I think that that's why that this took so long to happen is because whoever was looking to make this pull knew it was going to be a big thing. Yeah. But my only apprehension about it, from the collector standpoint, not from the not from the business end, from the collector standpoint, is like I would imagine they would do like a you know a nevada or they would do like that kind of like sub 5000 price point for some of their model for some of their watches and their models right um but i don't think that that's what this group is going to be going for i think they're going for big hierology pieces and that's the only thing that i think a lot of people are looking at looking at this this merger or this acquisition with rose tinted glasses because they're like, oh yeah, Universal Genetics coming back. Like what is that going to mean for your pocketbook? Yeah, I mean you Brightling know? doesn't make anything under like eight grand anymore. <laughs> exactly. So if this is going to be the more <laughs> expensive things, sister but... company to Brightling and a Navitimer is already eleven thousand yeah, dollars, like geez. where where is it where is a tricompact sit? Fifteen? Twenty? It's tough. That's uh that's the that's the one thing that's gonna be very difficult for people to swallow, I think. Man, that's kind of disappointing. Like I said, I, I was hoping they were going to be maybe the, the more expensive pieces would be along the lines of like the BO1s and things like that. And then you'd have your pole routers and stuff, which would compete with like the I would say below below like your 300 meter diver and stuff but like i said maybe run it up against your like black bay line and stuff like that and just I mean, try to, to totally totally that. agree totally agree but i don't think there's a large potential here to, to to screw things over there's a huge potential because the only thing that people love about ug is they love the vintage catalog okay 
Now, here's the thing. Do you just remake all those vintage pieces and resell them? Or do you make a few of them? Or do you completely make brand new stuff? Like as if Universal Genève never ended and this is just the next chapter in it, right? Do you start fresh and new designs and new creations? And that was kind of hinted is that maybe this was going to be a new era of UG where basically it was going to be a fresher, newer take, which that always scares me because people fell in love with the stuff they fell in love with, which is the vintage stuff you can't get anymore. So what does that mean for everything moving forward? Okay. That's the stuff I, I'm leery about this. And I think a lot of people are excited because UG's back. It's great. It's a great headline. It's a great title. But what does that mean for the collector? And does that mean that UG will be able to service your watches again? Also true. I don't know. Because probably every watchmaker that has worked on a UG for UG is dead. So now you have to hire in watchmakers. You have to train them all, all up again. Nobody really has any working experience with any of these watches in a real-world setting for 50, 60 years. It's going to be pretty difficult. I mean, I think that they're shooting for launch officially like in 25, I think is what I heard. Something like that. So whatever's happening is still several years out. Yeah, I think what I would do is I think you have to start by putting out at least a couple faithful recreations. I mean, George Drop Kern it is, has, as a George Kern has had some hits, but he hasn't had that many hits. Drop it as a heritage, the whatever heritage, pull router heritage model, right? Try compacts heritage. And then you can work your way off of that and try to bring it more into the modern, I guess. Well, you're gonna, have to fear, hook so- you're gonna have to hook people somehow, and it's not gonna that's, be with here's a completely new interpretation of everything. I don't think anybody's gonna go for that. No, but again, you have to remember these are investment guys. These are people that started a company, they're not a watch house. This is an investment group. Okay. They saw a way to make money and they threw an ex- obscenely large estimate at the name holders of UG, so large they could not refuse to take the deal. And they finally sold off the intellectual property, which has been trying to which is which has been trying to happen for decades. Yeah, understandably. So and again, understandably, right? And that's also kind of what made UG so collectible was like like this was a unicorn. Like this piece will never work again, kind of thing. Right? No, that's gone, potentially. But are these investment bros going to really make it a watch house? That's the question. And I don't think anybody's asked that question yet. Because there is a huge potential to screw it up. Well, if nothing else, it'll be a lot of fun to watch. (laughs) It'll be a lot of fun to watch and certainly be a lot of fun to comment on. I just, I hope they don't. For the sake of UG and the sake of the collectors, I hope they don't. I hope that they're getting people in the right mind space. And I think that they are. But... We just got to make sure as enthusiasts that we hold them accountable for it. If they decide to do something like, again, like we're going to release a new pull rider at $15,000, like, no, it's not going to happen. Nobody's going to want to buy this. It's going to be too expensive. Right? Like, like, okay, we release a new Clapton. Cool. 40 grand. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) like, Like, where do you price yourself? 
that's going to be the big comp- that's going to be the big the big question. There's a new Nina Rint at yeah. $35,000. Yep. You know what I mean? Like I don't know, man. That's uh that's going to be tough. Very tough. Yeah, I th- Good problem from our standpoint, not so good problem from their standpoint. <laughs> yeah. Again, they have everything to lose. Everything to lose. Yeah. We get to see new watches and either enjoy them or potentially bash the crap out of them. So <laughs> that's that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. All right. Let's move on down to Rolex. Find it 100 mil for thwarting <laughs> online sales. So France's antitrust oh. agency has accused Rolex of antitrust laws well basically stopping sales of their new watches online from their retailers mm-hmm. um now there is speculation that this has come down now because you can buy their cpo stuff online yeah yeah but you can't buy new stuff online because obviously you can't buy a, a royal oak from ap online yeah right nobody has a problem with that but i don't know if you know i don't know how deep in the the these antitrust people are like i don't know if they how, how much they understand the culture or whatever i don't know if they're just going to say well it's it's sort of been like that for a long time for them and we're not going to say anything rolex has just become uh you know quote unquote scarce in the past decade yeah, yeah. So maybe they see it as playing games, manipulating markets, and all that good stuff. But either way, they're getting smacked with a hundred mil fine. Yeah. Uh, not that USD, I think, USD. Yes, yes. Not not that I don't think they can pay that. But uh, oh my god, are you kidding me? Yeah, they could they'll, pay. They'll, that. Wa- they'll wipe themselves with that. Uh, but basically, but it's just kind of funny. Kind of funny that the enthusiasts have sort of been calling them out for stuff like this for a long time, and now. They actually got nabbed for well, it. Well, I mean, so. and 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 I get it. I get it because what part of the argument was initially for Rolex, because this has been an argument that's been going on for years, especially as more retailers have, have, have focused on e-commerce. But the idea was that Rolex is like, look, we don't sell our watches online because we want to prevent any type of counterfeiting or any type of, of ways that could be, you know, misleading to the buyer right. because they're not sold directly from Rolex, right? And they're like, and we don't sell any of our products as on- online. It's like you can't buy a Ferrari online. You know right. what I mean? Like you can buy one through a great market dealer that sells Ferraris, but you can't go to the Ferrari website and, and buy a buy a Ferrari online. So if this continues to go forward, this could have r- gigantic ripple effects in not just the watch industry, but in really any industry, um, especially in 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 France, because it could set the precedent for any other global markets to to follow suit with this. Um, but it's, it's totally feasible. It's totally feasible that they could do this. And I think, you know, a large, a large part of this was brought up by retailers are like, look, you know, I'm allowed to sell XYZ brand through my e-commerce platforms, but I can't sell your brand. And some other brands have e-commerce platforms and we're missing out potential sales and revenue because these brands have access to these consumers that we could ourselves get access to, but we can't because you're prohibiting us from doing that. And by doing that, you're essentially controlling the market and controlling our ability to make money. Therefore, um, you're 
you're engaging in antitrust stuff. So, I mean, I see it. I mean, there's a lot of brands right now that do online do online e-commerce. IWC does it. Cartier does it. Basically, everything in Richemont, with maybe the exception of A Long and Zone, Zona. Uh, um, Omega does it. Cartier. I mean, like, there's so many companies that do this. Why doesn't Rolex? Well, you know, they're so popular, it'd be so hard to 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 do that. Okay, so you sell an Air King online. You sell the least desirable models online. Nobody said what you have to sell online. You could sell watch boxes. Who knows? Like, I mean, that's silly. But you know, there's no there's no statute as to what has to be sold or what could be sold. It's just the fact that you aren't prohibiting people from selling your stuff online, which is therefore potentially manipulating the market. It's it's I see both sides, and it's not a very it's not a very clear cut and dry type case because this is just what Rolex does in everything that they do. They control every aspect of business. Like, Oh, you want to be a watch company and make money? Well, I'm just going to buy the watch company that sells your products. So in essence, I own you. Oh, you're going to expand a new store to this very affluent area. I'm just going to buy out, that building so in essence i become your landlord you know i'm like this is what rolex does they control everything and it's not even just watches anymore it's real estate it's property values it's land i was hearing from somebody that in switzerland there's like a parking company like where people pay to park their vehicles like monthly or whatever 60% of that company is owned by Rolex. So literally Rolex is getting money from people monthly who work and live in the swatch industry. And they pay Rolex money every month to, to park their cars in Switzerland because they diversified so much. <laughs> how, is, how insane is this? It's nuts. Like BlackRock, Vanguard. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's literally that's exactly what it's like. They own everything. They own everything. So I don't know, man. I I don't know what's going to come of this uh, of this case. I think that there's certainly uh, a cause for it. I just don't know if it's going to be anything that's going to be beneficial long term for the industry. I have no idea. But it's interesting to see. It's interesting to see Goliath get hit in the face once in a while. It's metaphorically nice. or otherwise. It's nice. <laughs> you know, it's nice. It's nice to see that there could still be a kink in the armor. Listen, everybody and their brother is happy that New England Patriots are like three and fourteen. All right, <laughs> <laughs> they had a good enough run. Okay. Everybody's happy to see Bill taking losses left and right after losing like five games in the past decade. Oh my god! All right? Yeah, everyone has their time, right? Everyone yeah. has their time. That's it. That's it. So, uh, speaking of sort of the running gag of the watch world that we've ha had a good laugh at every once in a while, the extremely young CEO of Tag Heuer is no oh, more. God. However. He has managed to ascend 
<laughs> to CEO of LVMH Watches. I love how you said it in our text. He failed upwards. Oh, I was like, saving yeah. that, but yes, dude. <laughs> Imagine failing up from oh, not doing good God. at Tag Lawyer to now overseeing Tag, Zenith, and Ublow. Ublo. Yeah. Mother of God. And and you know the worst <laughs> part about all of this? Nepotism? <laughs> well, I mean, there's that. There's certainly that. There's no question about that. The 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 headshot that they posted of this oh, dude. Oh, it, it is funny. It is it is <laughs> literally the worst professional photo I have ever seen of anybody ever taken for a ginormous watch-altering, industry-altering photo. And this dude looks like he just rolled out of bed. His stylist picked out a suit, told him to put a tie on, and we're going to take a photo for his big announcement that he's now going to be continuing to be one of the richest people in the world by doing nothing. I, you know, I must be nice. I am. I, I'm, I'm lost for words. And, and like you said, I, I, I think you put it correctly. He failed upwards. Like, cause you didn't even do a good job at tech. I was just laughing at myself. I'm like, this is, this is like watching Succession in real life. Yeah, like yeah, yeah that's, just literally, that's literally what it is. Fail up the food chain. It's just like, I mean, the, the the guy. Tell me something revolutionary that this kid has done. Like we've talked about tags problems over He's the like, last entire year. Yo, let's get the guys, bro. Let's get the guys. I mean, my God, you got that. Fantastic. You had a little you had a little spotlight of the Barbie movie with the pink dial Carrera. Great. Awesome. But I mean, like, bro, you're running the whole company now? You're the CEO of the whole company? Good luck to LVMH. I hope you know what you're doing. The only other thing I could think of was in Horrible Bosses when Colin Farrell takes over the company because the dad dies and <laughs> and he he jumps over jason sudeikis <laughs> yeah yeah and he's just like this loose cannon doing drugs and like yeah yeah he's doing all the cocaine and banging the hookers like yeah. <laughs> that's all i could think of when i saw this announcement but and the other thing is too is like why like is his dad dying his dad's one of the like richest men on the planet he trades like weekly spots with with Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos. Yeah, right. Maybe I he mean, just like, wants to go spend time in his yacht, or his. Uh, maybe he wants to go to space. I mean, maybe. Or the bunker. Maybe that's the new thing. Everybody's got a bunker. Yeah, they do. They maybe do. maybe he's these building a bunker. Have these bunkers? Yeah, he's gonna go hide out in the bunker. Um, but yeah, man, I'm just like, <laughs> what is happening here? And again, it's like this failed upwards, man. It, it, it's uh it's 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 quite and that and that was the other thing too this dude got promoted over all of these veterans like heightened veterans within the industry and then in the shuffle they all went from their respective brands they were managing to now on a completely different brand. <laughs> yeah that was dude, i i almost made a meme about them doing playing musical chairs but i didn't oh feel like enough God. people i didn't feel like enough people would understand oh like, man i their umbrella dying, of, of dying, brands dying but it's just like yeah they're like okay so the zen ceo is gonna go take over for tag Heuer. 
Okay. Now, <laughs> what a demotion. The dude from Tag is now going to run the entire thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. So, yeah, I don't know. It, it was a very weird thing to read. I was like, oh, they got rid of this kid. Oh, no, they didn't get rid of him. They promoted him. Yeah, to the whole thing. I mean, to the whole thing. That is the, the shockingest detail. Because, you know, and we had talked about this. We had talked about this initially, I think, uh, several episodes ago. Sometime last year, I brought it up that there was going to be a big announcement with LVMH at some point. And I think I had kind of hinted that you know he was going to be making some changes. And I had heard initially that the rumor was he was going to be taking over Bulgari. Nope. All of Elmiage. Everything. Interesting, interesting move given they just had a, an absolutely terrible year. I mean... When you have more money than you know what to do with, I guess that's. Yeah, I guess that's it. Like, and again, like he's seven. So, so Bernard, who's the 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 father, he's seventy four years old. Okay, he's an older guy, right? But this guy built himself on business. What has this kid done? And he superseded all of these industry these vets, veterans yeah. and these titans. He's now, with- he's now their boss. He's now their ball. Could you imagine? Could you imagine getting fired by this kid? Dude. (laughs) I mean, honestly, this is like straight up Billy Madison. (laughs) Good one. This is like, you know what I mean? Like, this is, this has to be what it's like. I'll take business ethics. (laughs) Oh my God. Everyone is now dumber. (laughs) <laughs> We're having I award you no points. <laughs> I mean, but th- th- am I wrong? This is straight out like Billy Madison. It has to be. It's going to be an interesting. Like the, this is like the be... dad. The dad is like a self-made man. He's like, all right, I'm getting older. I need to pass on the company to somebody else who cares about it. And all of these like weaselly dudes who are CEOs have been fighting in the in in the in circles for so many years to be, be the next. It's going to be me. I got this. And all of a sudden, they're like, nope, we're promoting our less than 30-year-old son to run all of the companies, including be your boss. I'd quit. <laughs> I'd quit because there's there's no chance that at any point in time you will, you will, you will ever supersede outside of your role. Oh, and by the way, not only are you not going to get promoted, we're just going to promote you to a different company. So whatever you've been working on for the last five is done. You talk about a major shakeup. Like, that was the other thing I didn't understand. Okay, if you're going to promote him, fine. Why did you have to change all of the other CEOs? Yeah, it was a little weird. Right? It's like, it's like, it's almost, it's the only thing I can think of is like, it's almost like, all right, well, if he's starting from zero, now everyone is starting from zero. Okay. So that there's no, there's no like infighting. We're like, we're all sucking together, at least initially. It's kind of it's kind of messed up, man. It's kind of weird. Well, either way, it should be entertaining. <laughs> it's gonna be hilarious. Can't wait! I can't wait for our Mario Kart edition. Who uh, blows? Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, last on our docket here this evening, uh, Swatch is teasing again. 
Yes. In sort of a cryptic fashion, they put out a, a teaser and it says New Moon, mm-hmm. Ocean of Storms. Yes. And apparently it's going to be on January 11th. Now, Ocean of Storms is in the Blanc Pond font. Font. Yep. So now the gears are turning in the head because it says New Moon, but it says Ocean of Storms. Now, if you Google yep. Ocean of Storms, it's a place on the moon. It's a yes. giant cavernous, basically empty ocean that was made by volcanic activity a very long time ago. And so that is the ocean of storms. But there's clearly a Blanc Pond tie-in here. Yeah. Now, you and I have been sort of speculating what that could be. We've landed on some interesting things. Um, I really like the idea you had that maybe they're going to do a side-by-side release, maybe same colorway, two different watches. You're going to get the moon swatch in one, in the colorway and then the Blanc Pond, same colorway. And that's going to be like your duo, Ocean of Storms. This way, the moon is involved. It has the Blanc Pond tie-in. Mm-hmm, with, mm-hmm. And it also has ocean, even though it's not, not really it's an not really an ocean. It's literally not like anymore. A lava, it's like a lava magma field or whatever. Or so was. it could be that could be it. That that I really feel like that has a decent chance of happening. I mean, it, to me, it just makes sense, especially because like we thought about the the the, the Blanc Ponds, right? The whole thing with Blanc Pond is ocean conservation. Well, we've already done a watch to conserve all of the oceans, which there are five of, on planet Earth. So what other oceans can we really celebrate without going anywhere else? Well, we have the tie-in with the moon, with Omega, with uh, ocean, or with, the, with the lunar exploration, all these things. There's a very famous massive crater system on the moon called uh, Oceanus Procellarum, which translates to the Ocean of Storms or the Sea of Storms. And... What better way to kind of combine both entities of what we've already done that's been popular within the marketplace instead of, you know, just do a two-pack or you do one of each. You do a moon swatch that celebrates it and you do a you do a, a 50 fathom swatch. But I really hope it's got some red molten magma type color scheme or something like that because that would be so sick. Well, you think it's definitely going to have white or gray. I mean, yeah, but could you imagine like if it had some type of like magma inspired, you know, rotor or case back or something like that? I mean, you dial texture even, but yeah, and especially because the the you know the Swatch Fifty Fathoms are more expensive. There's a little bit more creative license that you can do with these with the finishing on these watches, which I think is cool. Now, is there a space slug? To put on the back. There's definitely not a space <laughs> lug, at least not one that like, I'm familiar with. Like the ones from that uh Slither movie. Oh god. I thought you were talking about something from like Treasure Planet, and I'm like, yes, space <laughs> lugs. That's the one. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm excited for this, whatever it's gonna be. And and I'm wondering if the initial teaser is gonna be Blanc Pond, and then they're gonna do the the flip the script flip the script and then do a you know swatch. Um, you know, Omega Moonswatch type thing. Because if you remember back to the original announcement for the Moonswatch, that's what they did. The first announcement was like, it's time to rethink your swatch. And then like the next day or a couple days later, they said, it's time to rethink your Omega. 
And that was what got everyone freaking out because they're like, wait, why are we rethinking our Swatch and why are we rethinking our Omega? How do these two things even coincide with one another? It doesn't even make sense. It's not physically possible. How does that happen? And then boom, it was a marriage of both entities and it just broke the internet and retailers. So I'm wondering if maybe we're just kind of on the cusp of this and maybe we're a couple of days out from another update that could indicate what they're trying to do. Yeah, I can see that. I could, I could definitely see that. Um, yeah, I, I didn't know if this was going to be just a, a means of expanding the Blancpain line. Because like you said, you only got five. <laughs> There's only five oceans. You know, I mean, you got to get creative to, to expand out from there. But what else would you do? Like, is it going to be Ocean of Storms and then they're going to go to other planets and do like gigantic craters are they gonna do the eye of jupiter or whatever like i don't, I don't yeah. know I don't like and that's and that's the thing too because like you know if it is if it is referencing the moon which how could it not right if it is indeed doing that it's not even a real ocean right i mean at at, at best it's a molten la lava magma ocean it's not a water ocean like we have here on earth so there's also that. It's like this is a lot more creative yeah, license. That's what I'm thinking. <clears throat> I think they're just going to do that type of thing. Maybe they'll do some other places in the universe or I don't know. Even like maybe even here on Earth, they might just get creative with some uh, <clears throat> different like water structures or something. I don't really know. I mean, there's underground, there's, there's weird, like underground seas or under underwater lakes, as stupid as that sounds, it's a real thing. Um, you know, so they might just get, they might get real cute with it. Who knows? Yeah. Wow. Somebody's already reselling these watches. Which? There's a website called mgbwatches.com and it has a bunch of the moon swatches in there that are selling for way over retail. And it already says here, Swatch and Blanc Pond Omega or oh, Swatch and Blanc Pond Ocean of Storms New Moon 1150 USD. By purchasing a pre-order product, you can accept our terms. So they're literally trying to pre-order a watch. Yeah, they're selling an allocation. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, that's a whole new thing, huh? They have all the moon swatch editions. Wow, these are expensive. Wow. Lollipop Moon, $1,330. All 11 Swatch Moon Swatch Moonshine Editions, $26,000. You have got to be kidding me. What are they doing? My gosh. And how do we even know these are legit? Yeah, of all things. And wow. a lot of people think these have a finite life. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean the 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 moon ones did. Yeah. The moonshine edition certainly did. Absolutely. But I mean everything else like they're they're available, man. Just go buy one. That's crazy. MGB watches. I'm not plugging them. Do not spend your money here. Don't do it. I don't even know if they're legit. Yeah. 
There you go. What are you gonna do? Uh, that's, Capitalism, baby. That's it. That's all it is. <laughs> that's all I got, my friend. That's all I got. All right. Yeah, me as well. Um all right, put a cap on it. First episode in the new year. Technically, I mean we did drop one, but we recorded it last year. So yeah. uh good to be back. Excited for what's to come. Hopefully some exciting very good things and in a couple months we'll have watches and wonders so that'll be good too <sighs> finally yeah very <laughs> exciting it's been a long hibernation boys it has and girls it's time to start looking at some real watches again all right well till next time schmidt catch you later listeners next week see you then take care